0: Coming up on the Outlaw Lawyer, we set sail on legal topics. It's exciting, and yes, it's new. Don't you go anywhere. (laughs) And now, Outlaw Lawyer. You're locked into the Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, partners at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. The managing partners, also pricing attorneys here in the great state of North Carolina. Alexander Nicholas, also an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer, joining us from the Moorhead City office. The other offices that you can see probably from wherever you are, Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, and Gastonia. i'm morgan patrick consumer advocate if you've got a legal situation you are facing you can certainly call the firm leave a contact number briefly what that call is about and someone with whitaker and hamer an attorney will be in touch 800-659-1186 is the number to call that's 800-659-1186 you can also email your questions to the show and we will answer those questions on a future broadcast Ahoy there, legal enthusiasts. Welcome aboard the Outlaw Lawyer Radio Show, where our esteemed hosts, attorneys Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer and Cassandra Nicholas, will take you on a legal journey through North Carolina like no other. Join us as we set sail on our legal adventure, navigating the choppy waters of the law to provide you with answers to your burning legal questions and bring you the latest legal news in the state our legal experts will guide you through the twists the turns of the legal landscape with their extensive knowledge and experience all while entertaining you with their engaging personalities and humor so sit back relax and let the outlaw lawyer be your legal compass whether you're facing a legal issue or simply curious about the law our hosts are here to provide you with the information you need. Get ready to set sail with the Outlaw Lawyer. Welcome aboard, and let's explore the legal world of North Carolina together. Josh? Uh,
1: Morgan, that was fantastic. You're, wa- you're welcome. I like the, uh, I like the background. You do know. it again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Take it from the top. <laughs> yeah, let's do it again. Oh, I, I remember that show. I'm a little bit longer in the tooth than you guys, uh, but that was a Saturday night staple, and it was also... Uh, kind of a it really kind of launched the princess line the cruise line and uh, all of the actors that were on that show were lifelong ambassadors for cruising and I tell you it really took off when that show hit and a lot of people thought it was going to bomb but it really was very
1: successful well that's the you know a good show a good sitcom a good that, that wasn't really like a sitcom I mean, it was live action uh scripted but you know you have to have that premise where you get new characters every show, right? That's why like Cheers was in a bar; they could have new people coming into the bar. Night Court, people were coming into court. Love Boat, you had new guests every week, right? So right. You, you keep it fresh. You keep it hopping. If you have the sitcoms that are like family based, it's tougher, right? The kids can have friends and things like that, but like the family ties and the the growing pains; these are all dated references, I suppose. Then but, you yeah, I don't know the
0: family about Love have... I More knew kids. that was coming. Joe and Cassandra have no idea. It's like a boat of swingers. What did Cassandra? <laughs> uh,
2: I haven't seen Love Boat. I've been on a Princess cruise. Have not seen Love Boat.
3: I'm did, gonna... you, did you fall in love on your cruise? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wasn't really the Love Boat. Then the uh, I saw Love Boat in syndication. So that was something that I saw. Like if I was you know if I was sick and I was with my grandma, that was like after The Price is Right. You got a good threes Company Love Boat. Oh, man, what was the one? What was the in the heat of the night that was always mm-hmm. on? But
2: three's company. I loved three's company.
1: Yeah, yeah. Three's company was good. Yeah. Three's company watchability. And when you watch these things, uh, you know, now some of them don't really hold up. Like it's watching yeah, Three's. the Com-
2: premise probably doesn't hold <laughs> well at
1: all. The um, I was watching. I, I probably shouldn't say this. We might have to take this out. No man, so no, no, no. Don't, say don't, it. don't, don't,
0: don't do that, Josh. <laughs> do it. Do it. Don't
1: lead into it like that. <laughs> Be very careful. You're a lawyer. I, uh, I've got a 14 year old, and so I've been, I've been carefully letting him watch some of the early South Parks, and I, I handpicked the South Parks, right? Because he's mm, right.
3: What's wrong with it? I thought you were going to say you've been letting him watch sugar or something. <laughs> I've been letting him watch a few scenes from sugar So like, I let
1: him watch the the South Park where they're uh, they don't like playing baseball, right? And they get so good at being bad at baseball. Like all the teams are like, yeah, and, yeah. And Randy gets into fights at the stadium. Yep, that's bad a pretty bad. Yeah. bad. <laughs> so that's a pretty clean one. But I've been trying to hand pick him because it's, you know, he's fourteen,
3: he's man. 14. I was like, when did that show come out? No. I had to be like 11, 12. and I was into the deepest of the deep of them, and I turned out fine. He'll be good. <laughs>
1: it will be good. But they have they anyway. I've just I've just been letting him watch it. It just made me think about that for some reason. Mm. But um,
3: I think you got to expose. It, it, how old your youngest kid again? Charlie's eight. I think you start letting that kid watch NC seventeen movies tomorrow,
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> and you just go about ahead. He'll yeah, be so mature.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's the coolest
0: nine year old in his class. All all right, so well, well, let's mark this date, and in ten years, let's check on <laughs> Joe's kids. Let's check on those kids. <laughs> uh, prison, all prison. <laughs> no, we, back in back in my
3: day, that would be juvie. Back at, back in my day, we had. Um, video stores you guys remember those we talked about that yeah, blockbusters mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so i uh my mom owned the daycare and and i would spend a lot of time there and there was a video store across the street that i could just walk to that was back when you could let your kids like walk sure, places right. you didn't have to worry about them just getting yeah, abducted i remember that so i could go in there man and the guy was real cool he'd let me rent like anything i wanted to so i got uh, i got to watch a lot of um a lot of those R-rated movies at the I,
1: time. I, we had that arrangement. I had a friend's house where you could walk to, like, a little strip mall, and then, yeah, they would let him rent anything he wanted to. These aren't, like, blockbusters. These are, like, mom yeah, This Pop. was this
3: was Video yeah. Express. Shout out to to Gary from Video <laughs> Express, if you're listening.
1: Cassandra, do you have
3: Brian. one of those? Brian.
2: Oh, yeah, Brian at in Video.
3: There you go. I sure could watch anything I wanted. He wouldn't let me go in, like, the adult section, sure. obviously. Right. He's but not a it criminal. Made me, Man, it made me so cool. You know how cool I was? Oh, super cool, man! And you still are, Joe. Yeah, thanks.
1: You knew you knew all the new <laughs> swear words. I knew.
3: I didn't even. I didn't say them. I knew them. So if someone pulled one out on me. I was like, I know that one.
1: I was watching. Uh, I was watching uh, was it Jeopardy last night. I can't remember what night it was, but uh, isn't it literally every day? <laughs> it is every day, That's, and what we are you watch. Talking it. about, I think but there's a Jeopardy, Jeopardy channel. Jeopardy last night. <laughs> there is a Jeopardy channel. Did they have the news it?
3: on yesterday? <laughs>
1: I was watching Jeopardy. And so, like, I had this dream that I'm, I'm, I make it. I'm on Jeopardy. <laughs> and uh, they're announcing like the double Jeopardy. Were you category. naked? No, no. No. Okay. Fully just clothed, fully clothed. And they're announcing the, they're announcing the categories. And one is uh, 80s sitcom themes, like nice. recognizing the themes. Nice. And another one is like 80s, 90s pro wrestling. But the sitcom themes <laughs> ones, that's like my bread and butter, man. If we sit down and there's a YouTube, you can get on YouTube and there's like a little thing where they just play sitcom themes. And my family enjoys doing that, guessing the sitcom themes, but it might not be for everybody. Yeah, but. they
3: do that. Yes, yes. My kids like to put on, the, the YouTube has like you can just put on a cycle of like guests. they got like guest brands, guest themes, things like that. And they dig that, man. It's way easier than raising them. Just putting that
1: on, <laughs> letting it go, just putting that on. Yeah. So, uh, Joe, did you see uh, Jerry Springer passed away?
3: Yeah, man. Speaking of speaking of childhood, man, that was a that was a real blow. <laughs> that was a real blow to the to the community man.
1: I have ne- I've never watched I know it exists and I've seen like clips from the Jerry Springer show. I'd never watched the Jerry Springer show.
0: You used to come on and you're a better
3: person for it. I, I don't, don't know why. that you are, man. I think I think you're worse for it cuz you got to get into oh, the, the weeds sure. of the Springer to really
2: Yeah. Appreciate. You don't know humanity. Yeah. until you've seen He had some Jerry he had some Springer. bangers,
3: man. He had some good ones. Mm-hmm. He had some really good ones.
2: I've looked forward to sick days for sure.
1: <laughs> I you know, I, I was thinking about this, uh, you know, being an old person. I think I've said this on the show before. Being an old person, I like to watch CBS Sunday morning and they always hit you with the people that have passed away that week. Yeah. That's part of the show. And so they threw up
2: Jerry.
1: Yeah, they threw up Jerry Springer. But I was thinking, I was like, you know, usually when you die, right, you want to have a legacy, right? When you pass away, you wanna be like, Hey, I did this while I was here. We're not here forever. While I was here, you know, I raised the boys, you know, I, I tried to be nice to people. You want to have this legacy, right? And so I was thinking about what his legacy would be. And then I, I got into this like um, uh, quantum leap kind of question like, and this sounds really bad. And I didn't mean it to sound this bad, but would we, would we be better off as a society if Jerry Springer had never existed?
3: No, man, there'd be another one.
1: There'd yeah. be Larry Binger. <clears throat> like, <there. laughs> Well, it's like, it's like the AI guy
0: came out oh, uh, yeah. this week and said, you know, he almost feels like his entire life's work was a waste because he's so worried about what's going to happen. And we were having the discussion here at the office, and it's like if he doesn't do it, there's going to be somebody else that does it. So if Jerry Springer didn't do what Jerry Springer did, I mean, we have the Mari Poviches, we have, mm-hmm. you know, the – Geraldo Rivera's. I mean, they're all out there and they, they're all kind of doing the same thing at the same
1: time. The, uh, the AI guy, the Google guy, the guy you're talking about, I don't even remember his name, but, um, he said, well, his quote was, he doesn't see, he doesn't see any way to prevent bad actors from using AI in bad ways. And then that wall street journal, uh, reporter cloned her, quote unquote, cloned herself, but like had the fake video and Mm. the fake voice and it fooled her family You know, the AI generated stuff, the deep fakes, fooled her family, fooled her bank, fooled her employer. um, And they weren't even trying that hard, you know. You know, I saw a thing. I saw, uh, I don't remember who it was. I got no
3: sources. But uh, it was a guy that was basically saying, like, all of the people who are freaking out over AI right now, it's all an illusion, right? The programmers have tricked you into a mirage of thinking that it's more capable than it is. And it's really not that capable. And it's not that big of a deal. But it could I have been know. like I AI that did that to trick us, right?
2: Yesterday, where they performed an MRI on someone and had AI technology translate the person's thoughts. And they were like super accurate. And that's <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> I don't
1: even understand no, what you said. No, I will said. send it
2: to you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's what? Is. So he had the, an MRI. The guy, and the go ahead.
2: Yeah, and he was thinking about uh, checking his phone to see if his ex had texted him. So
3: wait, how right? how does would have to understand? Did he consent to this? Uh,
2: yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: what are we talking about? Like this. some kind of neural link? Like it's? Are you just yeah. saying like it just knew enough about him to infer so that?
2: It is individualized technology at the moment per person. So they, they first had the person within, in the machine listen to 16 hours of podcasts. So it mm-hmm. had already scanned the brain, seeing exactly which point in the brain triggered on each word associated Jesus, in the podcast. So each time those little spots triggered in the thoughts, it knew what words that spot was associated with.
1: I, I so I got I, I went down a rabbit hole this weekend and we use Chat GPT for a lot of stuff and we joke about it here on the show and it wrote it wrote Morgan's uh, love boat intro for for us today uh, but I got tricked in I read this uh, tweets I read I was viewing tweets and I read this tweet thread from this guy and they talked about how GPT the the fourth version or whatever it is can use the internet like you can make it scour certain websites and come up with anyway. So it, i was like, man, that's that's really cool. And so I but you had to pay the twenty bucks a month, right? I don't know if you noticed this if you've logged into Chat GPT lately, but the firm now has the I'm
3: grandfathered in, brother.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I paid the twenty dollars. I was an early adopter. <laughs> I paid the twenty dollars to get access to the new experimental whatever. But it wasn't is, there. It was just Chat GPT four. Is that what it is? It's Chat GPT four, but it's supposed to be an 4.3? option. four point three? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it is. But anyway, hey we hadn't said anything hey. about anything legal.
3: <laughs> hey, we, we didn't talk about sports either, man. Yeah, the that's hurricanes. how we normally start the show,
1: guys. Do you remember the Hurricanes? And Cassandra. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we are going to talk about legal things. We got our listener questions, as always. So we're going to be answering some listener questions. There's a couple of cases in the news. Uh, North Carolina has got a, a case of their gerrymandering, ID, felon voting, uh, Supreme Court cases that all kind of came down. I figured we'd spend some time talking about that. And... Uh, Yeah, we do have legal stuff to talk about. I suppose we should do that after the break. Exciting and new, yes. The Outlaw
0: Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, Managing Partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Joining us from the Moorhead City offices, Cassandra Nicholas. And again, if you've got a legal situation you're facing, you've got questions, you can always contact the firm, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact info briefly what the call is about. An attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch and you can always email your questions to the show. We'll answer them on a future program questions at the outlawlawyer.com. We're back right after this. Back into the Outlaw Lawyers, your managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer. Yeah, the power behind the program, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, also an attorney at Whitaker and Hamer, Cassandra Nicholas, joining us from the Moorhead City offices. And again, convenient office locations, Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, and Gastonia, along with Moorhead City. And just a reminder, Josh and Joe are practicing attorneys here in the state of North Carolina, as is Cassandra Nicholas. If you've got a legal situation you're facing, you can always contact the Firm, 800-659-1186 will get you in touch with Whitaker and Hamer. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact info briefly what the call is about, an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch, and you can always email your questions to the show, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, and I believe we're going to get into some listener questions.
1: Yeah, we have a we have a healthy mix of uh, questions that we uh, get from our listeners and questions that we get, you know, we do our firm Uh, again, uh, you know, Morgan lists out all the offices that we have. We've got a lot of attorneys uh, working with us. We handle a lot of consults on a lot of different legal topics. So we're, we're never hurting for uh, legal questions. And so these questions that we get, they're from real people who have, uh, you know, real problems. Sometimes we pepper in some questions from chat GPT just to keep us keep us on our toes. But Joe's got a list of questions he's going to ask me and Cassandra. Uh, we have not, me and Cassandra have not prepared for these questions. So that's. Can't wait. Yeah. So that's either good or bad, depending on how you.
3: Yeah. How you I, I'm sure I'm going to try to make you guys look like idiots. I think that's what my plan is. Um, all right. Cassandra, you're up first. This is a real question from a real human being. Um I'm just going to rephrase it a little bit. I recently started a small business in North Carolina and I'm not sure if I need to register it with the state. What are the requirements for registering a business in North Carolina and what are the consequences if I don't?
2: You should register your business. Uh, I paid you $300
3: for that? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. Um, so there are different types of businesses. So you, you should consult with an attorney to find out which one's best for you. Um, but LLC is, is one of our go-to's and it has you're you're going to initiate, you're going to make sure the name you're choosing isn't used by anyone else. So picking your name and finding that out is first. Then you actually register. There's a fee with the North, North Carolina secretary of state for that. And then each year, you'll submit another report. And if you do not submit those reports each year, at some point, uh, you get some warning letters, and then they administratively dissolve your business, which you don't really want to happen.
1: No, no, we, we see that a lot. You know, we get a lot of these consults. And, um, you know, I I usually talk to people about how much money, you know, like, what is this business about? you, opening mm-hmm. a bar, are you opening a karate studio? What do you, no. <laughs> what do you, wait a second,
3: let's put them together. <laughs> <laughs> you just come, you get drunk and do karate.
1: We talk about your, we talk about your risk level, you know, what, what do you own personally? You know, it's, it's my goal for, for someone, you know, that we, you know, we have, we have people that we, we help them in all areas of their lives. Right. So we help them with their business stuff. We help them when they buy real property, you know, God forbid they have divorced child custody issues. We help them with that. So we have a lot of folks that we've been representing for the past twenty years or so, and uh, and and you know we just we we have to look at what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, the LLC, you know, it's a good structure, some protection there, some asset protection. But everybody's got a different appetite for risk, Joe. That's what I would say. Everybody's got a different appetite for what they're willing to risk, depending on what business activity you're undertaking.
2: I haven't helped with one of these, with one of the axe throwing places, but most of them also have bars and I would be interested to explore their risk profile. So
3: what you're, what you're saying is, is there's the karate bar is not that much of a stretch. Exactly. We that's what I'm it, saying. Like yeah.
2: axes are probably more dangerous than karate, right?
3: Mm, who have you got in there doing the karate? I guess that's the question that's, I've got.
2: Well, I, you know, that. jar ax- are deadly. So, <laughs> I,
1: you know, I hadn't thought about the axe throwing with the bar. You know, we, uh, we have a bar. The there's rage no, rooms? There's no axe throwing, though. I, I, I'll, I have a bar and I know the bar insurance is very tuned in to what we're doing all the time, like promotions. And, but, uh, I don't, I don't think I have a You should a client.
2: consult with your bar insurance folks and ask what. <laughs> It how, would be how did, additional to add axes.
0: How did we escalate from darts to axes? Darts are for darts, they're just not they're just not
3: manly enough. Dangerous man. enough. Yeah, yeah. You gotta you ever chucked an axe? You know, you, you ever chucked an axe, Joshua?
1: No, uh-uh. I've never chucked an axe. Oh, I'll
0: make you feel alive. I've oh, used and, and technically it's a hatchet, it's not an axe. You who's no. who who mm-hmm. right now
3: that's speaking has thrown a hatchet at a board? Mm -mm.
0: nobody have not paid to do it i've done it and let me tell you what
3: you want to talk about living man there's just something about it adrenaline rush i don't know man it's uh if you're drinking heavily at the bar uh, attached to it then yes
1: have you seen those tiktoks (laughs) where they like the 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 girl like throw the axe and it bounces back because she hits it wrong and it bounces back at her have you seen those that happens apparently
0: yeah why you sign a waiver
3: bud yeah um that 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 only happens to the people that don't because they you come in man and they got a guy usually a guy who's like open carrying that works at the place that's the guy and he comes in and he trains you he shows you he gives you a brief training lesson and he's like don't he's like "Don't," don't walk in front of the axe when people are throwing it." that's rule number one sure um and uh that's rule There's not a whole on. lot of other rules, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and it shows you how to hold it. You like hold it and you like fling it. But it's a good time, man. You stick that axe. It feels pretty good. Very similar but to definitely darts.
2: Definitely register your axe throwing business with the state so that you don't get personally sued when somebody's hand gets chopped off.
3: Why are we talking about axe throwing business? This Next was supposed question. to be about a karate bar. <laughs> okay. What, what, what kind of entity should I form my karate bar as? How about that? That's my second question for you.
1: I think we already addressed that question.
3: No, you didn't. Cause it's an LLC, LLCs. a corporation, you know, what, uh, what is it?
1: Limits your
2: liability. It separates you as a person from your business. Corporations are great too, but there are some additional requirements with the state. You are required to have a yearly meeting and produce minutes for that. And the the LLC is a little bit more streamlined if you don't have anything super complex going on and then ownership structure wise that has you know you're issuing essentially stock for that uh whereas LLC is just membership interest
1: what's the, what's another risky business we could think risky yeah business? risky yeah. business.
2: rage rooms I really rage I mean, rooms rage, Yes, there's one near the Moorhead City office, if anyone's coming out this way. <laughs> Wait a second. And you know what AA those are, right, Joe?
3: You just, you just go, is it the
0: the rooms where you just go in and you just, you, yeah, you they have can things, things in there. You're, you're paying yeah.
2: for breakables. Yeah. The, we just recently Sounds had like, like the county cleanup um, and the, the rage room folks were out like gathering all the free stuff to make us pay for it to break it later. Hmm.
1: I dig yeah. that, man. I want to start a business called risky business, but I don't know what it would do. I think you go axe throwing, karate, in a rage room, all in one with a bar, <laughs> with a bar, a bar. Yeah. yeah, just do it all. Yeah, the bar makes it bar makes it difficult. Bar bar adds levels of risk because that, that's what we do as attorneys. We just analyze, you know, this is this could get you sued. This is how you should respond. And you to this.
0: still
2: decided to open a bar.
1: <laughs> a- adding adding that uh, that liquor element, while
3: it may make whatever you're doing more fun, uh, but arguably there's, it's going to add that risk too, man. It's going to add that right here. The people who are, who are really drunk, don't make, always make the best decisions. I read that what? in the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's what I hear. The, uh, yeah, no, that's tough, man. And you, insurance, you know, insurance is tricky when you, when you have alcohol involved. I know a lot of the like, you know, race car places and things like that, you know, they have waivers. Um, but alcohol definitely makes it a, a riskier proposition. But an LLC can protect you, right? You organize your business properly. You you run it properly. You do all the things you're supposed to. You would shield yourself uh, from potential liability. You'd shield your personal assets. Uh, but you gotta have good insurance in place. You gotta you gotta treat the business as a business. You gotta do all the things that you're supposed to do to to get that protection. And then there's other things. You can throw some trust in there, you can double layer. Companies and entities. There's 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 other tricks of the trade, but
3: you hit the nail on the head, man. You you got to form the business properly, or else it's it's pointless, right?
1: And a lot of people skip out on that expense. It is an expense. It's not an overwhelming expense, but when you're just getting started and you don't have a lot of capital, it's uh, it's something that people uh, skimp on, and it's it's hard to go back and do it the right way. It's one of those things. If you don't do it right. From the outset, it's really hard to go back and and get everything uh, the way it needs to be. Yeah,
3: if you botch your business setup for your axe bar and someone catches an axe in the face, that's not the time you want to go back and have to fix everything, right? Because you can't take the axe out of the face to do it.
0: Question and answer portion of the program. The Outlaw Lawyers, uh, nice job, Cassandra, with that answer. Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. Of course, the firm, the power behind the program. Cassandra Nichols also an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer. And Josh and Joe are practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Offices conveniently located Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Varina, Gastonia, and Morehead City. If you've got a legal situation you're facing, you have questions, you can always call the firm, 800 800- 659 that's eight hundred six five nine one one eight six. leave your contact information briefly what that call is about and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch and you can always email a question to the show questions at theoutlawlawyer.com we'll answer those on a future broadcast we're back right after this Outlaw lawyers Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina, offices located Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay Varina, Gastonia, and joining us from the Morehead City office. Also an attorney with Whitaker and Hammer, Cassandra Nicholas. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. We hit the legal topics each and every week. If you've got a legal situation you're facing, you can always contact the firm 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information briefly what the call's about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hammer will be in touch with answers to those questions. And you can always send your questions to the show. Questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. We'll answer them on a future broadcast. Josh? All right. I wanted
1: to talk about the. Uh, what, what, what? Pronounce this guy's name for me.
0: Sharon, Ed, Sheeran, Ed Sheeran. Is, is it Sharon <laughs> or Sheeran? Tough
1: a- it's not Sharon. Sheeran. It's didn't you just say
0: the same thing? Ed Sheeran. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he literally, yeah, he
1: literally just repeated it, the same word. Is it Ed or Ed? <laughs> how do you? Is the emphasis on the yeah, E or the How do you pronounce that letter? <laughs> Ud. Anyway, anyway. So he's getting uh, he's getting sued. If I if I recall correctly. So Marvin Marvin Gaye, God rest his soul. Everybody loves Marvin Gaye. Had a co writer uh, to the song "Let's Get It All." Townsend. I can't remember his first name. And it's great song. It's the descent. It's the descendants of Townsend who are suing Ed. Ed, you know, Ed, pursuing yeah. Ed and, um, for w- well, Cassandra tell us about it.
2: So it's for an alleged, you know, copyright violation of the primary chord progression being the same or similar between let's get it on and thinking out loud. So Ed Sheeran's song thinking out loud is not new. It's like a decade old. So. I think it's interesting that this is coming up now, but he is still making money on it. So it's still, it's a continuing violation for as long as he's making money on it and could be brought up, whatever. So they didn't settle though. I'm sure this was going on for a while and they, they never settled. It made it to a jury trial And I think that's really interesting. They put Ed Sheeran on the stand, and he was allowed to take his guitar up with him and play the song and walk the jury through his process for uh, writing songs and song creation. And like, how is a jury going to vote against Ed Sheeran? (laughs) They've, They've spent a week sitting in front of him like four feet away with him just serenading them on his guitar.
1: So I'm not familiar. I'm not familiar with any songs by Ed. That's Jerry. a rough, solid legal strategy, man. Yeah, it is. And that's one of the things I can't
2: believe it was allowed. He's just uh, sitting he's there. on a concert,
1: right? Yeah, he's just sitting there charming what? the jerk. Now, I read, you know, what was the uh they did this they did this earlier for uh oh man, what was that guy's name? He was the son of the guy from uh, Growing Pains. What was that guy's name? Robin Thick. Thick Thick. Yeah, Robin Thick. So these guys sued him and won big money for the same I think it was it wasn't let's get it on I can't remember the name of the Marvin Gaye song it you was You know like,
2: he has a different kind of charm Blurred Lines
3: was same. the uh, Blurred yeah. Lines was the, was the
1: Robin Thicke song So there was yeah. a there was a big
3: yeah. Ed Sheeran and Robin Thicke different ends of the the man spectrum I understand that
1: I'm just saying I understand that I'm just saying But that case the Blurred Lines case started this big trend and I saw a lot of different people in the industry write about it uh and, and talk about how that was a dangerous ruling that when Robin Thicke lost that that case, um, that was a dangerous ruling because they were really uh, the the argument that they used. Again, there's only a couple of chords in most popular songs and you can't trademark a certain progression. So it's really like a I can't remember the name of the test, but it's just like a listening test. It's like, a you know, and depending on who you're arguing in front of, they might have a very conservative idea of what a copyright infringement would be, you know, versus, uh, you know, if you're in some, you're in front of somebody else, they might have a very, a very liberal construction of that. So it's uh, really open for interpretation, and the Blurred Lines decision really took it in the wrong direction, and it's these same people who have sued Ed Sheeran and probably started at about the same time and we're just getting to trial.
3: Got to give it up is the Marvin Gaye song that Blurred Lines mm. allegedly copied. Um, but but th-
2: but that's Ed's point, too, is that this same chord progression was used in like these dozen hit songs. Uh, there's more uh, than a dozen, sue- right? Like there's yeah, countless.
3: For-
2: yeah, for sure. Um, so are you gonna sue all of them? Are they all like, does this stifle music progression moving forward?
1: Yeah, the art where we anytime the art and we've talked about several cases kind of where art intersects the law and, and usually it's in a copyright infringement type case. Usually that's what it is. We talked about uh, back in the day when when rap artists were sampling. Uh, we talked about Bismarck That was the big case, right, where uh, uh, he got sued for using uh, for sampling songs that already existed in, in his songs without paying for those songs. And that was right. That's that was a that was pretty clear, right? Once it, once it came into the purview of uh, a court, Hey, if you're using, you know, 28 seconds of Marvin Gaye's, let's get it on in your, your new song, then you're copying him. Right. And so that was pretty clear. But then we've kind of gone from that to, well, you use these five chords in the same progression, but, but Marvin Gaye and the, and the guy who co-wrote a lot of these songs, their attorneys, um, if you look up their attorney, that attorney has been like the guy pushing for a stricter interpretation of copyright infringement on, uh, in songs. And he's won a ton. I mean, it's just millions of millions and millions of dollars. And so he's just like pushing this line, uh, his clients and, and him and his clients are all deceased. These are all the heirs of, of the deceased folks. And, um, I don't know, but this was, yeah, this was like the perfect yeah. Ed, Ed, Sharon's the perfect witness, right? Cause I guess, people like him. I don't know him. I could like, if you show me his face, I'd be like, Hey, that's that guy. I, but I don't know any of his songs. I don't know what he's well, done. and He
2: does a lot of his own songwriting. So I think he's a good test case here because he's the face of the music, the person actually singing it and the person actually writing it versus other cases where you've got to bring in the separate songwriters and the, the actual singer is like, I, I don't know. I just, I just sing what they hand me. Um, but this case has not been decided yet the news yesterday is saying that, that ed says that he's quitting music forever if he ha. loses
1: did he say that so on the stand that, what's
2: he gonna do <laughs>
1: <laughs> well he's probably all right right <laughs> yeah he's fine but i'm, but I'm sure sure saying the jury like...
2: has already heard that now so they've been <laughs> staring into his eyes staring into them, and wow. now they will be at fault for him never singing
1: again <laughs> I, I wonder if the attorney i think a good question would have been like ed can you write a love song for the jury? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, he's got one. That's the closing <laughs> argument. He's like, sure. Yeah. And, and the, you know, the other side objects and the judge is like, hey, I am going to, it's like the judge in the sentence. You, I'm going to allow it. You got to respect <laughs>
3: Ed Sheeran, man. You like, you've seen Ed Sheeran,
1: right? It's, yeah, the redheaded guy.
3: Yeah. And like, I'm not a, I'm not a handsome man, right? But I'm not a pop, popular pop singer. But when you have like, maybe not the most traditionally, like very attractive, Boyish good looks types that have reached this level of superstardom, that's when you know that musical talent, man, is top notch.
0: You just said not very good looking, boyish good looks. Is that what you just said?
3: Yeah. I mean, he's not like a, I mean, <laughs> Cassandra, would you say that Ed Sheeran's like one of the top 50 most handsome <laughs> male singers on earth?
2: He looks like an adorable, average yeah. high schooler. Yeah, he's a, cute, yeah he's, a, he's a cute guy. He's a cute guy. He's I mean, not he's like a, a Channing Tatum. Yeah, right. they're different. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think he's said Interesting Keith, that you right? went yeah. with Channing yeah. Tatum. That was your go to. Yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. right right <laughs> off the tip of the tongue. Bang. I mean, there was no hesitation.
1: <laughs> I always go back to uh, <laughs> I always go back to Alyssa Milano she's mm. she no Alyssa Milano it's another outdated
0: yeah Ed Sheeran's
3: no Alyssa Milano <laughs> uh, Is well,
2: Alyssa Milano
1: looking but, like these days oh I don't know that she's good giggling. Sheeran she's looking 100%. I'm sure she's doing fine as we yeah. age I'm
2: sure she is doing fine
1: the uh but anyway I, again I don't know any song this guy's ever sang but I'm assuming he's had a lot of hits right that's the yes. yeah
3: Yeah, he's had a lot of, he's, yeah, he's popular, man. He's super popular. And he's, like, super, he's, like, one of those musical savant types, right? Like, I heard a story about him where, like, he went on stage to perform and, like, does this whole concert and comes back out. And it's, like, he had, he'd created an entire song during, like, while he was doing the concert, he had come up with an entirely new song, fleshed out completely. I
2: understand he says he he writes 10 a day. (laughs) 10 a day? 10 a day?
0: Well, he came, he came through one of the uh, the shows in, in England, I believe, where he was part of a group, and it was a TV premise where they they kind of put him together, and he was part of this show, and he kind of emerged from that show and uh, did his own thing, and obviously he's been very successful.
3: Alyssa Milano's doing all right, man.
1: Yeah, I've yeah. confirmed she's, she's doing <laughs> all right. Yeah, and uh, well, you know, it's it's this is something that. Everybody, you know, everybody in the legal industry kind of pays attention to uh, who's in that field, you know, copyright, trademark, infringement. And uh, but they're they're spending a lot of time and energy trying to protect. uh, Let's get it on, which is a fine song. Everybody knows when let's get it on comes on. Everybody means business. It's business time. Flight of the Concords. Yeah. Yeah. I'm familiar. I'm vaguely familiar.
3: (laughs) You know, that's you know, that show, Cassandra.
1: No. Oh, God bless it. <laughs> you guys got to go back, man. man. I know it's been that's a not minute. even that old. That's Maybe like 20 Well, the, ri-
2: nah. the writer's strike just started. That was, so that
3: was in law we'll school when
1: that came out. Going to have to binge watch. I, was about say, I think it's about 2010,
3: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not that old. It's yeah, not yeah, that old. They yeah. had some good ones, man. Yeah. They had some good stuff. Yeah, it's still on HBO Max. On yeah. yeah.
1: I'll put it. Yeah. Give it, give it a couple episodes. Give it a
0: go, Cassandra. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we have more questions coming up, and we'll also hit some of the hot legal topics uh, around the country. The outlaw lawyers Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners Whitaker and Hamer law firm again Whitaker and Hamer the power behind the program and again the guys are practicing attorneys here in North Carolina as is Cassandra Nicholas an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer and she's out of our Morehead City office today. I'm Morgan Patrick Consumer Advocate. Now, if you have a legal situation you're facing and you've got questions, you can always call the firm 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information briefly what the call is about, and an attorney with Whittaker and Hamer will be in touch. And as always, you can email your questions to the show, questions at outlawlawyer.com, and we'll answer them on a future broadcast. We're back right after this. Welcome back into the Outlaw Lawyers. Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners. Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Offices conveniently located Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. And speaking of Moorhead City, that's where Cassandra Nicholas joins us from remotely. Also an attorney at Whitaker and Hamer. If you're facing a legal situation, you can always call the firm. 800-659-1186. That's 800 659 1186, leave your contact information, briefly what the call's about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And you can email your questions to the show, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. Josh?
1: During the break just now, I'd never heard of this Ed Sheeran song. What was it? What's the name of that song we just listened to? Uh, let's get it on. No. <laughs> what was the name? What was the name of it? Uh, what was it
3: out loud? Something out loud?
2: Yeah, I mean, thinking out loud. Thinking out loud. Yeah. Out
3: loud. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and you try to slow dance with me, you <laughs> weirdo. <laughs> yeah. It's very romantic. I had to tell r- you, I don't want to slow dance. So man. we don't let's...
1: step on my feet. <laughs> so we listen. We listened to that song. I, I have heard that song before, so I recognized it. Very popular weddings. But I listened to it. As if I was representing Marvin Gaye, and there was some "Let's Get It On." I got some "Let's Get It On" vibes out of there. I was surprised. I thought that was a crazy argument until I just listened to it. No, and
3: they're very, they're similar, man, for sure. Yeah,
1: they're mm-hmm. similar. Yeah. But but how <laughs> but are they similar enough? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's and that, what an arbitrary line to have to draw for like a for like a jury, you know? And the law is not so. Anyway. Anywho, anywho.
3: Luckily, um, we're not the jury on the Ed Sheeran <laughs> case because we'd probably all be in love with him by now. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's listen to the, the entire album. And they're go. deliberating. Did you? But did you look into his eyes? <laughs> He's so dreamy. <laughs> did you see when he was licking his lips?
2: His, his boyish good looks. <laughs>
3: yeah, but, I don't yeah. know, man. I, I don't know. I, I think there's know. cuter boys out there for you, Cassandra.
1: <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> Well, anyway, there's other cases, right? We, in North Carolina, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's other free. laws, yeah. <laughs> Let's, Let's move on. In North Carolina, we had a couple of cases come down. You know, in North Carolina, there's a lot of discussion, you know, here on this show. Uh, I think we're all of kind of different political affiliations. We try not to get very political, but in, you know, something that's hard to completely ignore and in North Carolina, our Supreme Court is, uh, I guess, dominated by more conservative justices right now, uh, where in the past it had been more liberal justices. So there's been some, um, reconsidering of past decisions. Right. And so there's a huge, I, and I haven't followed it well enough to talk about it on the air, but just as the backdrop, you know, there were some accusations of, of gerrymandering, which is a really uh, crazy word, but gerrymandering, you know, when a, a party's in control, um, they have the option to kind of play with districts where people vote for certain offices, state Senate, state representative, things like that. And, uh, so I've, I've always been under the impression, I'm not trying to accuse anybody, but I've always been under the impression, whatever party happens to be in control, there's probably a little bit of gerrymandering going on, right? You know, it, uh, it's just something that that parties do. North Carolina's got a big case and went to the Supreme Court, got sent back down, and that was kind of the big news. I don't know that we could keep our folks listening engaged with a very deep uh, story about gerrymandering. Um, but the other two interesting tidbits that came out of the Supreme Court was uh, the voter ID. I don't know if you were following that, Cassandra.
2: Yeah, that one is Holmes versus Moore. So that one was also a similar issue where this had already been decided by the Supreme Court of North Carolina and the new slate of justices is is uh reversing the prior court's decision. Um so yes, voter ID required.
1: The uh yeah, so that's the, that's the way it's gonna be, you know. Um and I, mm-hmm. I find newer you know as as we get away from uh kind of the the checkered past there you know i know there's there's some uh, racial overtones to to voter id but i think as the generations get newer and newer and you know most everybody has driver's license ids things like that it, it becomes less of a, a less of an issue i think when i see polls a lot of people f- favor having to present an id um at the polls. I forgot about that. I went and voted the last time I voted. I just had my driver's license out. I just didn't even think about it. I was like, Oh yeah. And and, and they don't like that. Right. Cause you're not, you're not supposed to produce it until now. But now yeah. unless something happens at North Carolina, you know, you'll need to, you'll need an ID or a driver's license. There's a cost involved, right? And I think an ID, you know, it's 10 bucks or whatever it is, but there's a cost involved. And you know, you see a lot of people talk and about is that. That a
2: voting tax, right? Is essentially. Like a, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause
1: you got to get to the DMV, right? So if you don't drive, Um, you gotta, you gotta get to the DMV, you gotta come up with, with 10 bucks. And then,
2: uh, and you also have to have your other paperwork in order to get that ID in the first place. So if you, for whatever reason, have lost your birth certificate, uh, social security card, there are costs associated with getting new, um, certified versions of those as
1: well. And that's, I think that's where everybody gets lost in this argument. I think to a lot of people, it just makes sense. You got to have an ID to buy a beer. You got to have an ID to do almost anything. Why not have an ID to vote? But then there's a lot of folks who just traditionally have not had one because uh, you know they don't drive. They, it's just an added expense. They don't need it, you know, in their daily life. And and making them get one in order to vote, you know, is that an unfair burden on your on your right to vote? And so people weigh those kind of issues. And you know, who knows what's more right or more wrong. I think we'll, I think everybody will eventually get to a, to an ID. Um, yeah. Eventually. It's interesting.
2: I'm from North Dakota, as I've mentioned on this show. Um, but it's the only state of the 50 that doesn't require voter registration at all. You oh. can just show up on the day with like a piece of mail with that has your name and address. And then you vote as that person wow. yeah. essentially. Um, so I got denied when I applied to register to vote when I moved from North Dakota to Virginia, because their questions were, have you voted in another state? Were you registered in another state? And I said, yes, no. So they even <laughs> rejected my application. And I had to, like, call people and explain, like, yes, I do come from a state where you do not need to <laughs> register.
1: <laughs> I, uh. You know, I kind of get it a little bit, though, because I'm supposed to go. I got an appointment. I don't know. I had to make it like eight months out, but I got an appointment coming up someday this summer. Maybe I'll remember it at a DMV to get my uh, what's the license mm-hmm. you have to get so you can get on a plane. Oh, it's got the little thing on it.
3: Uh, star. Uh, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Man, are you talking about like the pin that the captain hands you? No, no, no. That you, has wings? window. You <laughs> a <laughs> real
2: ID. Yeah, that's
1: it. Yeah. yeah. So we're supposed to we were supposed to fly uh, to Tampa and we're not going to fly. We're going to drive now because I haven't gotten my <laughs> dumb ID that I'm supposed to get. But I was like, looking at all the stuff you have to get together. I was like, that's tough, man. I, I feel like mm-hmm. I've kind of got my life together at this point. You know, like I'm not, I don't feel like my life's in shambles, but I was like reading all oh, this come stuff. On, Josh, you're a total <laughs> mess. Yeah, honestly,
3: <laughs> this is an intervention. This isn't even a radio show, man. That you don't know why you're here. here. We're not, we're not yeah. even recording this. What
1: are you doing? <laughs> But I looked at all the stuff he had to get together. I was like, I'm gonna have to sit down and like open some desk drawers and like put some stuff together, you know. I was like, I'm and I think that I think what I'm gonna do is I'm just I'm not flying anywhere anymore. Like I'm yeah, gonna. Why would you, man? I'm gonna revolt against. You're, this you're death boycotting, traps. Traps. boycotting
2: real yeah. ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Flying's
1: like the least safe way of travel. That's what I read <laughs> in the newspaper. Yeah, in the news. I've been reading the newspaper a lot. The uh, but but I'm just. I, I, I get why, like, if you didn't, if you don't drive and you don't need an ID, like, it really is a. Uh, how many people is that though? I guess is the question as our society kind of careens on to having to identify yourself more, and and our older folks age out. Like, I don't know that that is. A,
2: but I think non-drivers becomes more common as denser cities and like public transportation becomes more common. Hmm.
1: It should just make IDs free because then you then it's still a pain. You still got a chore, but you don't have a cost. I think that probably be more palatable for some folks. I don't know. What do I know? Nothing.
2: Yeah, um, obvi- there is one obviously, more man. case out of the Supreme Court this week that made big news. So it was it was the gerrymandering redistricting, the voter ID, and then the third one is regarding felon voting. And of the three big ones, the other two were reversals of prior North Carolina Supreme Court decision. This one's not. So this one is essentially striking down a, a law though that had recently come into effect that allowed felons to vote, but that will not be the case. There are apparently 56,000 felons in North Carolina who would be eligible to vote if this had stood. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that one. I hadn't thought that one through. I know, um... I, I definitely. I mean,
2: felon felonies are just like such a broad swath of offenses, too. Like maybe we break that up a little bit.
1: Um, I definitely, I definitely think as an overarching theme in our society, it is very hard uh, once you've been incarcerated to, uh, you know, I think they should make it easier for you to leave that, you know, when when it's when your time is over and you're back. You're back in in you know everyday society. I do think as a as a as a society, we need to make it easier uh, for folks who have paid their debt, served their time, to to get in, get their rights restored. I know uh, the firearms, you know, you, you a lot of your constitutional rights are kind of suspended or, or watched more closely, um, and and voting. Once you're once you're out, you know, I feel like that's something that should probably come back to you, um, but. Yeah, that's, a, that's interesting because people seem to have – this is one of those things where people seem to have hard and fast beliefs on it without without really not maybe thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But um, that's a lot of action from the North Carolina Supreme Court in one week. Yeah. The Outlaw
0: Lawyers, we've got time for one more segment. We'll come back with that. Again, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, offices located Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. They are practicing attorneys here in North Carolina, as is – Cassandra Nicholas, an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer, joining us from that Moorhead City office. If you've got a question, a legal question, and you need an answer, you can always call the firm, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what that call is about, and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And you can email your questions to the show. We'll answer them on a future broadcast, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. We're back right after this. Final segment of the Outlaw Liars, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. Again, the firm, the power behind the program. They are practicing attorneys here in North Carolina is located Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. And joining us from Morehead City is Cassandra Nicholas, also an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer. And it's Legalese. We talk it each and every week. If you've got your own situation you're facing, questions possibly, you can always call the firm. 800 659 1186 800-659-1186 and leave your contact information briefly what the call is about and an attorney will be in touch and you can always email your questions to the program we'll answer them on a future show questions at the com. all right short runway josh take it away
1: you guys know what i did this morning oh
0: boy
2: no
1: <laughs> joseph you know what i did this morning coffee it's not went, um, went like a bathroom thing right it doesn't make no sense I got. I bought my Aerosmith tickets. Aerosmith's coming. To yeah, PNC. the oh, final yeah. tour, right?
3: Yeah, I've heard about the those final, guys. Final,
1: final tour. All right, right. I hope yeah. they can. I don't see how they do it, man. I hope they can hold up. Yeah,
3: oh, they're gonna. They're, they're gonna. They're gonna be fine, man. They when you when you're a big star like that, don't you drink like blood and it makes
1: you strong? <laughs> Isn't that what they do? <laughs> and uh, we just got our we just got our Willie Nelson tickets because Willie Nelson's coming back. Ninetieth. He's ninety. That's pretty yeah, sweet. I mean, that's that's going to so be sweet. cool, man. It really is amazing, 90.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and performing,
0: I mean, doing great.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, doing good for 90.
3: Wow, <laughs> critical. You just bought tickets. <laughs> I'm trying to see how old Steven Tyler is right now. 75. Wow,
1: that ain't. ain't too shabby, brother. Now nah, that's like, what's Rolling Stones? They just performed not too long ago.
0: Yeah, I'll look that up, man. Yeah, Anybody Tyler, eat, and it, Tyler hasn't had any... Um, Plastic
3: surgery. Yes. So these are upcoming concerts, but what about recent? You've been to any other recent concerts that were decent?
2: I saw Willie's son recently. Who? Lucas, Lucas Nelson. What? Oh, that's Willie Willie's
1: son? son? Yeah. Ah, I just thought it was a guy you knew. <laughs> what's, the name of, what's the name of his band? It's something The Real.
2: Uh, the Real something. Promise.
1: Yeah, something. something. Where was he at?
2: He was in Wilmington at the Greenfield Stadium. It's an hmm. outdoor thing but it was it was raining all day and the wind was nasty and they would not cancel so i showed up i wore my poncho and i still
1: got <laughs> soaked my uh yeah my wife is a real big fan of uh willie nelson but a real big fan of lucas nelson i want to like lucas nelson i ain't i ain't quite got there yet so he's a real person yeah he's got his own songs i, I thought you guys, guys were just making up something no, well, Willie's got two sons. One of them is going to be the the one who's less successful yep. is the one who's going to be with him at the outlaw. Micah. Yeah, Mick Jagger's seventy nine, yeah. by the way. So Steven Tyler seventy five. 90. Yep. and Mick Jagger seventy yep. nine. Yep, that does not sound right. Yep, that'd be a pretty sweet fist fight, brother.
3: I think that'd be a good one.
0: The uh, dance
3: off. Yeah, dance off.
1: <laughs> what, what's was the one we got we got coming up. Oh, we got Stevie Nicks. We got Stevie, Stevie Nicks coming Nicks. up. What's that other one we got coming up? Lizzo. Yeah, I'm not too excited. Oh. Lizzo. <laughs> You're not excited about
3: Lizzo? She's a, she's a classically trained musician. That's what I'm told. She plays the flute.
2: Yeah, she's a so buster flute. She's out. one of those It'll popular
1: artists. You're a flute guy. There's right? one of these popular artists that I just don't know anything about. Like, I didn't know much about Ed Sheeran until we talked about him. And she's another one of those, <laughs> like, sure
0: you're, you're going to learn about oh, yeah, Lizzo pretty yeah, soon, you sound, you sound like a really old man. <laughs> yeah, you no, do, man. You don't know this
1: Ed Sharon guy. I'm telling you, everybody I am going to see in concert is in their 60s and, and 70s, you know? I got really excited about You better
2: about start liking some new music soon <laughs> Yeah,
1: all these people are going to die, brother. I got some <laughs> bad news for you. I'm trying to think of the best concert I've seen recently. is probably Rage Against the Machine. They're oh, not that yeah, old. Oh, yeah, that was good.
3: They're, they're old. They're getting up there, but nah, they're not. Th- they did. I tell you what, they had a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. A lot of energy. That good energy. That was in the thick of the COVID too, man. Nobody. else. Yeah. was supposed was,
2: to see. That was like the first Judah time the I felt like
3: we were coming out of it. Right, we were coming out of it because you look down there in the pit and there's people just Going smashing nuts. each other. Yeah. <laughs> What'd
1: you say, Cassandra?
2: Judah and the Lion. I was supposed to see them last weekend, also in Wilmington, and they did get canceled for weather. Sounds so.
1: like a children's band. Sounds like a Disney. movie. No. I, don't yeah. I don't know who that is.
2: Mm-hmm. It's it's okay. It's is like
1: a, is that a popular oh, musical act that I mean, the kids like today? It's
2: like it's modern pop emo. Uh, I'm looking at
1: them
3: right now, and every member looks like they vape. Uh, that's what oh I they can say do, about for them for
2: sure. Yeah. Or they're straight edge. It's one
3: or the other. Ah, uh, maybe they vape yeah. like vegetable juices. Was <laughs> that can't exactly. be a straight edge? I was yeah.
2: excited.
1: Yeah. I was excited about Aerosmith. I had not been that excited about a concert in a long time. What's September? your favorite Aerosmith song? I, my first my first tape that I ever purchased was uh, Permanent Vacation. Mm. Sweet Emotion.
3: Mm. Yeah, there's I, there's no shortage of decent songs that they've got. So that yeah, would okay. be, be a good one, man. Hit, hit
1: after hit after there's hit. There's not man. been
3: many we've been up to up there where we could say, like, they're, they can fill basically an entire show with songs that don't suck, man. And there's very few and far between bands we've been to see that we can say that about. I think that's
0: a great promotional, too. Songs that don't suck. Yeah. yeah. You've heard these songs. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And they should just advertise to me, Josh, you've heard these songs. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. What if you get there and instead of
3: Aerosmith, it's Judah and the Lion? What are you going <laughs> to hit the floor like they yeah. were at Rage Against the Machine? Just I'm, start smashing people. <laughs> I'm out of there.
0: Uh, another edition of the Outlaw Lawyers in the Books. Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, and practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Cassandra Nicholas joining us from the Moorhead City office. Again, offices conveniently located Raleigh, Garner, Clayton. Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, and Gastonia. And if you've got a legal situation you're facing, you can always call the firm. 800 659 1186, 800 659 1186, and you can leave your contact info and briefly what that calls about, and you will be contacted by an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer. And email your questions to the show, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. For the guys and Cassandra, I'm Morgan Patrick. We'll see you on the radio next week.
1: is hosted by an attorney licensed to practice law in North Carolina. Some of the guests appearing on the show may be licensed North Carolina attorneys. The discussion of this show is meant to be general in nature and in no way should the discussion be interpreted as legal advice. Legal advice can only be rendered once an attorney, licensed in the state in which you live, had the opportunity to discuss the facts of your case with you. The attorneys appearing on the show are speaking in generalities about the law in North Carolina and how these laws affect the average North Carolinian. If you have any questions about the content of the show, contact us directly.